Uh, welcome, 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 podcast listeners. It's your host, Mr. Budget Puzzle Show. That's me. You're here with Lee. Say hi, Lee. Hello, everyone, viewers, listeners. I think he might groupies. be tired this week. Um, huh? <laughs> um, it's episode number 192 of the podcast. Uh, we're getting, we're edging ever closer. We're edging ever it's closer. Exciting. Very what, exciting. What, what should we do for the for the um, bicentenary? No, that, no, that's not bicentennial. No, that'll do. Or duo annual. Uh, <laughs> no, that's it's not, not even it. Uh, yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, centurion. Is it like the 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 duo centurion podcast? Well, uh, I know we have a raw against this, but but I'm googling it. Okay, okay, yeah. Uh, so we are we're here with the podcast. Um, it's uh, it's one of those where we we we're, we're both a little bit tired. So you're going to have to help us along, uh, live cast viewers. I feel this is going to be quite painful in the the post processing where I'm going to have to edit out quite a lot. I think this first kind of first four minutes and eight seconds is definitely not making the cut. Um, <laughs> I've, I've got it. The bicentennial. I did say which... that. Yeah, like we. I thought uh, I, I thought I said that, um, but I, I I had no idea what I was saying. I okay. knew it was by something by sen, and then it, it realised it wasn't bison, so I didn't know where I was going from there. <laughs> We've got Mister Cy Bramwell watching. Hi, hi Cy. Hi Cy. Hi 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 five Cy five. So Doug Christ is on on our on a is viewing as well. Doug Dougie boy. Um, Doug happens to do a podcast of his own. Uh, it is called The Masters of the Cinematic Universe. And when I listen to it when I'm driving, I want to watch the movies that he, uh, him and his crew review. Um, and coming up, I don't know if it's released just yet because I've uh, uh, had a week off work, so I've not been getting through my podcasts. However, um, the Tone Jerks will be featuring on uh, the Masters of the Cinematic Universe, which I'm quite excited about too. So that's a shout out for you there, Dougie. Why do they get on there and we don't? Get on what? The Masters of the Cinematic Universe. <laughs> yeah. Well. But we're well, proper, proper film geeks as well, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I've, I've, seen, I've seen a few. I've, seen, I've, I've definitely seen three because I've seen all of the Back to the Futures. So, I mean, if those aren't credentials, boys, I don't know what is. Um, I really want to do a Star Trek podcast. <laughs> really do. You can uh, you can do that. That's not a problem, but that will be far, far away. That's no... Yeah. In a, no, it's not a galaxy far, far away, is it? It's the other one. Strange new life and new civilization to boldly go where no man has gone before. When no wig has gone before. There you go. There you go. Um, yeah, I mean, if if I had to, like straight up TNGs, God tier, mm, I'd probably go Enterprise next, then DS9, then all of the other crap that goes uh, has gone before. Oh, Voyager's in there somewhere, isn't it? I like I like Voyager. You know what? Have you watched any of the new stuff though? Um, no, I've like not. Um, like the, oh, the yeah. lower decks and stuff. Lower Decks is absolutely brilliant. It's really, really good. Have you watched Final Space? 
I've watched Final Space. Final Space is good. I've got a funny feeling. I'm, I'm not 100% sure on this, but I think it's the same animators. I think it's the same team behind it because it mm. looks really similar. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if they've got the whole the whole love of the sci-fi thing, which they clearly do because it's like Final Space is very well written. Um, but yeah, I- it's really good. Our friend Derek Tomlin uh, said he has watched at least two Monty Python films, so he feels... Um, so I feel I have a good resume. I was reading that as um, resume, and I was like, "What's he talking yeah, about?" Talk- yeah. <laughs> resume, indeed, indeed. The, I mean, yes, like yeah. Monty Python, like a staple of British comedy. Um, mm. Right, we should probably do some podcasty stuff because we are almost at the ten-minute mark on our recording here, and we've not talked about anything. Anything we've talk- got. Someone viewing is uh, Emilio Mazzari, and he is the owner of Cornerstone, who made the Gladio we were talking about last time. Yes, of course. That I mean, definitely we talked about that. Yeah, remember the uh, the Gladio from Cornerstone, the uh, dual preamp that is based upon a uh, dumbbell, like it's a dual dumbbell preamp. It was mainly Ollie and I talking about it because it kind of went. Whew, yeah. you are a budget pedal chap and Dumble is anything but budget. I mean, this is a, a, <laughs> an absolute wonderful segue into what I've been up to this week. Thank you, Lee. Um, this <laughs> week I have been demoing some pedals. I've been demoing some pedals that largely look like this, that look kind of mini, mini pedal-esque. There we are. That's the, that's the camera. And I'll hold it close to my face because that's where the focal point is. Uh, we've got none of that. Now that fancy new autofocus technology where we live. Uh, so <laughs> these those are um, a bunch of pedals from a company called iSet, which I'd I'd not heard of, and they've got quite quite a, a modest kind of social media presence. Um, and I got sent them from my wonderful friend Mr. Dave Rage, aka AM Guitar, because uh, he'd done a demo on a few of them, and he said like. I've got these. I'm not necessarily going to be using them for for a while. Do you want to you want to try them out? I was like, yeah, sure, why not? Budget pedal chap. That is absolutely my wheelhouse. Uh, this week we plugged in the Dumbler, uh, which is uh. I assume Dumble voiced. Um, I can't be too sure. I've not tried an original Dumble, so I can't can't necessarily not many uh, people have though I mean, let's be fair <laughs> so it, I, that yeah that's that's kind of where i'm uh where i'm playing to there because it's you have to be one of the chosen few to have been uh been privy to that that oral information um so i'm guessing at what it sounds like but from what i hear dumbbells are a, like a refined fender circuit so what you yeah, expect? i think that's fair Although I I feel um, that they were all very, very different. um, From what I gather, um, done a little bit of research, listened to reviews and interviews and that sort of thing, that no two are alike. A bit like Les Pauls, I suppose. You know, everyone goes, oh, Gibson, Les Pauls, they're fine. But, you you know, you won't find two that played the same. So so what we're saying is quality control was a bit shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. there's quality, you yeah. know. I love Les Pauls, but yeah. some of them are crap. Some of them are great. Yeah, yeah, and th- and that's what they say about like the uh, the old old fifty like late fifties ones is that like some of them were literally like the pinnacle of uh, of guitar history, but then some of them were absolute dogs. 
Um, mm. And it was a bit of a crapshoot. Um, and you, you find the ones that are beaten up and are played, those are the ones to go for because they're the, they ones, the ones that, that yeah. make Pe- people want to play. Yeah, That's it. Uh, but this this, this Dumbler pedal, so I, I assume what we're expecting is like kind of glassy cleans and a, like a smooth um, but not over-the-top drive sound. Um, and that's pretty much what we get from this pedal. You roll the uh, roll the game back on it, and it's there's there's almost no gain there. So it it works as a kind of tone sweetener. So you can get those clon kind of um, the the application of the clon, which uh, a lot of people use it a lot of gain off, and and just pushing those those kind of sweet kind of upper mid and treble frequencies to almost like it's taken a blanket off your tone. Um, so it's got that in it and then when you when you crank everything up it almost it's almost in the territory of the the blues driver so smooth overdrive but kind of like a high peak rather than your your mid hump so i i had some some real fun with that uh, it sounded much better um without the like without going through a driv- uh, driven channel so it sounded better into the cleaner uh, of my two presets um, how much did you say they retail at so they're, they're about like 20 to 30 quid so kind right, of okay. like GIO um, pricing but so, so as you start to turn them up it's when when they're going to start to uh, struggle a little bit with the cheaper pedals from what I gather so like in terms of the the, um, the noise floor from the gain structure it weren't it weren't bad it like I mean, it, it's not exactly a, like a massively gainy pedal, um, but the, the like the only way that you get hiss out of it is because the the uh, the tone stack is actually two controls. It's you've got a voice control and a tone control, and what I think it does is the the tone control is like before the drive, um, so it, it sweeps a, a very specific frequency before the drive, which its lowest is it's not too woolly which you usually find with like cheaper um especially like these kind of mini pedal ones is the tone control only really becomes useful midway and up uh but this this one was quite useful all the way through uh and then the voice control is almost like a presence control on an amp and it's it's like a much um much bigger sweep and it affects like a different range, like a different bit of the mid range. Mm. So using those two controls in conjunction with each other and like dialing in like a bit more tone and rolling back a little bit more voice, you can really dial in exactly the frequency that you want to be uh, accentuating. And like I say, the only time I got in any kind of hiss, um, and this is what you'd expect from even quite pricey pedals, is when you're pushing both of the uh, the tone controls up to the maximum and you get in that kind of that frequency range where where hiss sits essentially is that even at lower gain no that was kind of mid mid to full gain um and then every, like the tone controls cranked but you wouldn't be using that tone anyway because it's quite uh it, it doesn't quite get ice picky but it's quite spiky because you you essentially like pushing the the top end of the upper mids 
Um, what amp were you running that into? So it was through the the 8x stump, but you've got um, a I think it's a, a twin uh, twin reverb um, Fender sound and a um, an old <laughs> classic 70s Marshall ish sound. Plexir. So yeah, yeah, kind of. Mm. I think like the lower gain end, so that like the the uh, JTM forty five, rather than the 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 more supercharged Marshalls, um, cool. but yeah, I mean it it did well in both, um, but yeah, so I, I was running through that this week and I tried out, uh, I used this, which is uh, my green light. <laughs> okay, because um, you well. What I usually got, I've got, I've usually got like this, this blue one over here, and I've got a red one, and it gives it a kind of three D effect. Um, but I, I wanted to mix it up this week, so I added a bit of green to it. Do you know what else they've got in the uh, range? So I've got a, I think we've got a flanger, we've got a reverb, uh, and there's two other distortions. I think so. There's a metal distortion and a heavy metal distortion. So. Mm. That one's a, a metal distortion and a heavy metal distortion. Yeah, sorry, I think it's like a metal overdrive. What are we saying? So this one is like overdrive, but it, it's looking a little bit more saucy than the um the dumbler. It's looking like it it will pro- probably give a bit more gain. I've not plugged them in yet. Mm. I've only I've only plugged in the dumbler because I want I want a little bit of a surprise before I um. Before I record them, I quite fancy, uh, you know, the dumbbell like pedals. So I've, yeah, I might, like I say, I might get the Gladio because um, I don't have any pedals that are supposed to sound like a, a dumbbell other than maybe one of the Joyos, which you've probably got most likely. Which, which um, one? Oh, the um, Tai Chi. I don't know which Tai Chi is it? I've got the Tai Chi that's in front of me. Yeah. I should send it over to you, really. Um, but yeah, it's. Um, I'm not sure which... I can't remember what the JO pedals do. I, I can't remember which one's supposed to be which. I know they're drives and these sort of things, but I can't remember exactly what they are because we've had them for years now, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, quite a few. <laughs> quite a few. <laughs> yeah. um, to be fair, I've got my mileage out of them on the uh, the No Talk All Tone series with these. <laughs> yeah, man. Done a fair few. Have you been up to much else? Yes. Uh, I, I got a surprise package through the post this week. Uh, from my good friend, literally just has my address and not the um, n- not a name on it. So we were wondering, like, who's that for? Um, mm. But it's it was my uh, my pal over at Trident's uh, Trident's picks. I mentioned to him uh, probably kind of the the late end of last year that I used to have a um, a coconut shell plectrum. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. And he says <laughs> he says. Um, that sounds quite interesting. I'll give it a go. Um, and he's he's made me one. So How is it? I, I absolutely love coconut shell. Like the tone, it's it's really dark and it's it's really um it's a really smooth surface as well. Um, uh. I I absolutely love them. You always get you won't be able to see this because it won't focus, but you see that little kind of mm. lighter section. That's kind of where the because. Um, coconut shells are like curved Correct. rather than flat. You'll always yeah. get a bit where the, um, the the curvature of the material 
like meets still there. Like, yeah, it meets the inside of it. So you get like a kind of fibrous grip for it as well. That's really interesting. I was wondering about that. That's so really interesting. We've got that. We've got this uh this one which is monogrammed with BPC on, which <laughs> So it's, I'd like to say it's my own signature plectrum here. Because <laughs> no. Some people aspire to a signature amp. Others aspire to a signature guitar. Yeah. You. <laughs> signature plectrum. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd bought some plectrums before uh, before Christmas and I showed them on the, uh, showed them on the live cast before. Um, mm-hmm. And there was this weird white plastic that he had uh, and he doesn't know what it is. Uh, but he had enough for maybe like another three or four plectrums out of it. And I really liked it. So I says, oh, can I have another one? Because like, I really, <laughs> no, really want to know. another one, please? That's it. Uh, please, and he sir, says, yeah, yeah, I'll do. More? So he got, he got me one of those. Uh, and it's uh, monogrammed as well. Um, this one is a 500-year-old oak. <laughs> uh, and it's, it's a big, thick, chunky boy. Uh, take your strings off that. Quite, um, quite rounded as well, which adds to really smooth. It reminds me of back when I used to play, um, play the big stubbies. <laughs> that kind of, that that feel. Um, and I've got this this one, which is um, an Altex, um, and I I really like Altex. I've got quite a few Altex Just Threes. They are beautiful. Some really nice plectrums. Uh, so, what you'll probably find over the next couple of weeks is I'll I'll be uh, kicking kicking the um, the pickpocket series back into action because I've I've like fallen off the wagon with that content. one a little bit. Got some content for it, man. Well, that's it. That's it. Um, but how about yourself, Lee? What have you been up to this week? What are we saying? I, I've got a few things I can talk about and a few things I can't talk about. But uh, things that, the things that I'm not really supposed to talk about, I can give some sort of information on. Um, there's uh, one which is uh, I'd like to try and bring this out so no one can see it, but you can. That comes out Monday. <laughs> um, so um, yeah, if if you scour the internet hard enough, you'll find information on that already. But um, yeah, so we'll bring you some information on that more next week um, in the news and so on and so forth. Um, We've released a few uh, videos um, on um, YouTube. I've been testing um, some prototype pedals for people as well. That's been fun. That's always good fun. And um, I found out a couple of days ago that a bit of gear that is due out from a big company, which I've known about for like probably about 18 months, um, and I've been really, really excited about. It. I found out it comes out very, very, very soon. So there is so much stuff that is coming out. I should get my hands on that as well. And I just really want to talk about it, but I can't. And it's really frustrating. Like it's so, so frustrating because I really want to bring all this news to you guys. And um, and like you're like, what have you been up to? And I'm like, well, all of this. But yeah, I can't go on about it. But I promise, as soon as, as soon as I'm allowed. Uh, you know, it's going to be a case of you're going to be really excited, really, really excited about the the stuff we've been working on. Um, whereas um, 
Work-wise, we've been doing some really cool stuff uh, over time. Pedia have been releasing some um, pretty cool stuff on there. We did the Petty John ODI, which is their OB, uh, OD1 um, clone. And that that's pretty cool. Um, what is cool about that is they do a modded version as well, which has some really slight mods, such as they use like, a re- like NOS chips and stuff like that. And what they did is they gave us two versions of it. They gave us the, the standard and the modded one, and we've put them both onto Tonepedia, so you can go on and see if you if you your ears how good your ears are really. That's pretty well, cool. I think you mentioned that before what about the um, the the subtlety between the two. Mm, very very subtle, very very subtle. But you, you know, it was a case of sitting there and listening and thinking. I know there's a difference here somewhere, but what is it? Uh, and, you know, you really found it. The other thing I added um, recently, which is so, so cool, because I've been dealing with these guys for ages, is um, one of the first companies that came on board with Pedalboard to Doom, um, our shop, was Analog Alien. This was quite a, quite a few years ago. And the guys over there are super cool, right? You've got Jack and Joe, uh, Napoli, um, or Napoli, they they are your archetypal or archetype um New York Italians and they are so so lovely. You know, they are like super, super, super cool guys. They're really nice. They own a, a recording studio called Cloud9 um studios and recently they've recorded an album with Joan Jett. They work with um Joe Walsh from the Eagles, they uh Billy Gibbons, you know, loads of real class like ace class a celebs and uh, rock stars and this sort of thing and um i i was told them about time and they were like this is amazing they were really in love with it so we put their bucket seat on there what's the bucket seat yeah they've got a pedal called the rumble seat and a pedal called the bucket seat and always get mixed up but it was the bucket seat which is like a marshall pedal okay and it's sounds fantastic it really does i, I was so shocked by how good it sounded um so yeah, that's on there. Um, we're going to be adding the rest of their gear on there soon. It's just so so cool. They've got a pedal that you might like. It's got the it's got the bucket seat in it. It's got a delay in it, and it's got uh, a reverb in it as well. And you can switch them off. It's a bit like the jam pedals where you've got like you know the um, rip, rip, Ripley Falls. Ripple got, Falls. I think it's actually Ripley Falls. Is it? I think it is, yeah. It's in that box over there, so I can't get it. Um, I'm, I'm not going to Google it because I get told off for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's um, it, you know, it's that sort of size, and you've got different buttons for each each bit, so you can switch between them. But that, that's super cool. Um, other than that, I've um, I've just been decorating, mate. I, I just haven't stopped decorating. You can see, like, I'm covered in white paint. Yeah. That's what they all say. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had some frantic oh, Googling earlier. I've now also, I'm um, paint. Can you notice anything different behind me? Uh, My Zilla is now horizontal rather than vertical. <laughs> I did a bit of a I did a bit of a move around in here uh, just of my setup um because Feng of, Shui and all that. Yeah, exactly. Balancing see, your energies. Can you see Batman there? Uh, just about, yeah. 
<laughs> Darth Vader's behind him, but you can't see that. But yeah. Watch out, Batman. Watch out. <laughs> um, right. Yeah, oh, and interestingly, uh, for work, I've been um, working today with one of our IT guys, and we've I've got a Windows machine, but it's a really powerful Windows machine, and we've been working how to put a Mac, um, a Mac virtual machine on there. Okay, yeah. That's, that's quite interesting, because if we do that, it should give me the ability to... Um, use pro tools uh, and okay. some, some other like um mac only bits and pieces so i might yeah. i might be able to give us a bit of a rundown on some doors and stuff like that um which would be interesting it sounds thoroughly thoroughly excitingly coming from you talking about picks <laughs> is it the aws of doom yeah doors are well cool man i, I find them really interesting like you're like you're a reaper but can't can't get out of the room without them. Uh, I thought you were going to talk about Reaper then. <laughs> Reaper. Reaper. No, I'm not, I'm not going to go there. Um. So yeah, Reaper is is wonderful. It is it's like it's no nonsense. Um. It doesn't have all of the VSTs that you might get with Cubase, but it doesn't suck and crash every five minutes like Cubase. So <laughs> there you go. I mean, I prefer. A, a DAW that runs. Um, yeah. Audacity, it's just too simple. Just a, <laughs> It's just a little too simple. Uh, Reaper is a wonderful, wonderful compromise between the two. Still still say Cakewalk all day long. It's fully functioning and it's free. Uh, I didn't like it. I, I did beat it up. Um uh, but I, I must have come to it too late because I, I was like, okay, I know I know what Reaper's like. I don't really want to now learn how to navigate Cakewalk. Um, yeah, I get that. It works, it works. And that's how we, we get edited every week. So, oh, it works. So, I did do one other thing, man. Um, I took the siren scream, I took the rat spain, and I took my rats, and I had a bit of a shootout on them. And um, and I was reporting back to Stu and uh, and the guys over at Wampler, you know, just just in general, because we we all talk. And they do do different things, but they can do the same thing. So that archetypal... I keep saying that word wrong, don't I? Um but that rat tone that my my rat can get, um, they can both do exactly that that tone, um, cool. and, and it's amazing. That's not a surprise with the um, with the siren screen because it was kind of like in the prototyping. It was it, you know it was a case of how you know, what is the difference between the two? What can we do to change that to get that sounding more like that, um, and so on and so forth. But uh, did you see Stu's gone on a, a rat's um, a rat I did, bender. yeah. <laughs> rat bender. Okay. I mean that that can't not be um not be the the podcast title, can it? Rat bender. Um. So I'm gonna have to write that down. But yeah, I did see that he's he's doing kind of almost lockdown fuzz inspired rodent pedals, isn't he? Yeah, he he's um he's recently gone after the um. 
All right, so there are some rats that were made by a certain builder and they have a little sticker. They've all got a little sticker inside which says, like, usually has a signature on it, but this guy typed, uh, typed in woodcutter on his and that was he the ones that he's he made. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, they're, they're regarded as the best. Um, they sell for a lot more. And it's a bit, you know, it is gibberish because... They're different. They're all different. Like the one Stu's got is an, is one with an LED in it. My one doesn't have an LED in it, so my one's obviously better <laughs> because it was pre-LED. I know exactly that is bullshit. But you add an LED into the circuit, it does affect the circuit, I suppose, because it's part and parcel. You know, some of the electricity is going somewhere which it wasn't before. Is that wrong? If it's not in the audio circuit, I think it doesn't really matter. I don't know enough about these things I, I really i don't know how these circuits are put together i really don't yours. so yours but uh yeah it was different uh we Stu and i were being proper geeks and it was like we were comparing the gut shot of mine to a gut shot of his and stuff like that because we're just so fucking bored <laughs> excellent excellent yeah but yeah, um, the Ratsbane and the Siren Scream will do that. They will both get the sound of a classic 80s rat, and that's amazing. The um, Stu's was an 88, mine's an 87. I just thought I'd drop that in there. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, they will do different things. What you'll get from the Siren Scream is you'll get much bigger variation on the switching so when you start switching he's got led clipping and that sort of thing so when you start switching away from the standard they become very very different pedals yeah it becomes its own corner monster then doesn't it Mm, absolutely uh ratsbane's got the benefit that it's very very small um uh, and that's always cool but um they both look great they both look really really cool uh yeah, I'd be very hard pressed to choose one out of the two of them. I'd yeah. probably, probably, possibly, air towards the siren scream because I I helped out with that one. <laughs> so you've got personal bias. Yeah, exactly. Right, but, we've we've got we've got some news, but we've also got a, a segment that we started last week um, that. We're going to continue on this week, which is called Pedal Boards Opinions News. <laughs> uh, and this is... That's catchy, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is. Because it, it, it retains, funnily enough, it retains the same um, same initials as Pedal Boards of, new, uh, pedal boards of News. So, uh, so ped, uh, Pedal Boards Opinion News. Basically what it is, is I've, uh, I've scoured the uh, Pedal Boards of Doom Facebook group for the juiciest questions. The juiciest questions. We'll give a shout out to those people who get mentioned and we're going to answer your questions live on air or not live on a podcast that will be out on Monday. Um, but for today. So, Lee, do you want to do you want to do number one, two, three, four or five? Five. Five. So the the question is, which comes first, overdrive or distortion in your signal chain? Obviously, all, all of this is subjective, but I'd say overdrive. Yeah, I mean, I think 
the the general consensus is that it is like aside from like picky fuzz pedals it is least overdriven to most overdriven um however if you want some uh expert opinions on this and some like in-depth knowledge our good friend will over a rocket complex did an entire video series on this and there's a pedal uh, sorry a, a video dedicated to pedal order so i would definitely definitely suggest um suggest checking that one out and this was that that question was by aaron uh in the in the pedal boards of doom and it's on the screen now because i'm efficient as they come well we're on to the next question now ladies quick fire which is which one do you want one two three or four one two three or four yeah, because we've done five. Sorry, yeah, I was um, I was being a bit thick there. Uh, let's do this one, which is pedal purchases that you kind of regret. I got the clone by Ryra, stimmy money, um, quality made, and nothing against the company, but man. And then he's got a picture of um, sometimes like- you just have to ask whether you should. Jeff Goldblum. That was a really bad quote, wasn't it? Okay. Uh, Pedal purchases that you regret. Um, You've got to remember with these things that it will very, very much depend on your rig. So what will work for you might not work for someone else. Um, And I I know the the Ryra is really, really, really well sought after by a lot of people. I want one. You know, and if I want one, it's, it's, well, hang on a minute, I want all of them. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. that kind of negates that one. But, yeah, you know what I mean. What's, what's your thought on it, man? So, um, going along the theme of what you were saying about how it works in some people's rigs and not in others, um, I bought a Crowther Hotcake, uh, which is, again, it's it's not it's not budget pedal friendly, uh, but I thought, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to, um, go against my kind of my uh, mo and see if see if these expensive pedals really do uh, do make a difference. Um, instantly regretted it because the grow the hot cake was just not very good. Um, however, I am told that if you put them into an AC style lamp, that is where they where the sweet spot is. Because I was running it through. I'd like to say I was running it through the Blackstar HD5. So a kind of, uh, I mean, the the clean tone is what you, it's really hard to describe. It's, it's not kind of sterile, but it, it's not like massively full of character like you might have with a, like a, a Fender clean. It's got its own kind of stamp on it. It was all very kind of neutral. Um, and the, Crover Hotcake had absolutely no clarity or definition uh, at all. However, the the weird kind of spiky mid-frequency that you get with a uh, an AC-style amp works amazingly with them, and I've been told that they are absolutely godly when you pair them with the amp. Uh, I, I bought a uh, J-Rocket Archer, um, and again, much like the Ryra, very well-made, very well put together seems like quality components everything seems as it should be i mean they are often heralded as one of the best clon 
alikes. You know why, um, don't you? Because they were designed in conjunction yep. with Mr. Ew. K. K. Lonergan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Bill, Bill Finnegan, isn't it? Yeah. Is, is the clon guy. Um, yeah, so, like, largely considered, like, a very, uh, very, very accurate clon clone. Um, didn't care for it. I found, found myself going, well, this tone I can get out of this pedal, which is five times cheaper, or... It does make your tone sound a bit better if you have it as an always on, but it's a very expensive, uh, a very expensive way of lifting the uh, like the upper mid frequencies a touch. Mm. Uh, yeah, so it nice. it didn't sell me. Um, so I sold it. Take so, that. How, how about yourself, Lee? What what are your gear purchase regrets? Two jump to mind. Uh, come to mind. One was this when I first got it, which is, for the listener, that's a classic 108 fuzz. Um, and then Tate turned around and said to me, turn both the controls up and plug it in. Uh, and I did, and then I fell in love with it because it's a fuzz face. And it sounds amazing only in that position. <laughs> it's it is um yeah it's really really good if you do that it's like they might as well just not have put any controls on it and just hold it like that <laughs> or uh, or think about it like this just put one control which is like an output volume right at the end a bit like a razor dead yeah there we go that's that, that's uh that's our genius thinking there Yep. Um, there's that, and then there's the MD2. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, just, the mega distortion, is it? Yeah, I, I, I've sold that. <laughs> I mean, that, that is... Should have it's had a good party. With those, a lot of the time, you find them going as like a group deal. They'll go, okay, if you buy this pedal, I'll give you the MD2. That's exactly uh, what happened to me. I, it wasn't even that... Um, I, I found my me- my first metal zone, and the guy went, "You have to take this as well. You have to take. <laughs> I'm not letting you go unless you take that as well. I'm not selling them as a pair." And it was a good price just for the metal zone. I was like, "I just have the metal zone. I don't want that. It's fine." And he was like, "No, you have to have it." I was like, "All right then." And then I spent years trying to get rid of it. It's it's like slightly like opposite of the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> it's. Horrible. Yeah, I mean, you probably should have thrown it into a volcano. <laughs> you know, just, just saying. Good. You, you um, pick the next one, man. Right, I'm going to go with number one. Uh, delay is. with presets, uh, tape, analog, and modulation. 150 euros or below. This was uh, Eric who sent in this one. Um, so what are we saying? I mean... How much it, is the, um, the DD200? More than 150 euros. Be about two, 250, wouldn't it? Well, I don't know. I don't know if it's that much. Uh, um... Remember, euros aren't real money, so the conversion rate's very strange. Um, they are they are 188 pounds, and if I change this to German, it will tell me what it is in euros. Or I could actually just do 188 pounds in good in in. Thing, so 
Man, Google thing on the internet. It's it always good when we do. Oh, it goes things. up, doesn't it? Yeah, two hundred twenty, uh, two hundred seventeen pounds uh, oh. euros. So that's well out. What did that's you what say? That's what I said. Like two, I said two hundred, two hundred and fifty ish. Oh, well done. You got that. Oh, bang on. bang on. Right. So, um, I think last last week we mentioned the <laughs> Hall of Fame as as a as a um, a reverb that bassists could use. Um, and this week I'm gonna say. Delay with presets, Hall of Fame. You've got like four. I think on the uh, on the Hall of Fame two, you've got like four tone prints. Set Don't them you all mean as flashback. Pardon? Do you mean flashback? Oh yeah, delay. Of course, yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, yeah. So they've got the both of them have got um, four um, fingers on the ends, four presets. So like four um, tone prints. Set those as your presets. Bish bash bosh, jobs are good on. You've got mash function. You've also got tap tempo in there if you really need it. It's a little bit awkward to use, but um, it's there. So, you, I mean, it's hard hard to not have something like that. Um, Let me come at you with the DD8. Okay. It's, it's amazing. The DD8 is absolutely amazing. Um, I don't know how much that is, but I'm sure it's around the same sort of thing. Yeah, it probably uh, will be. It'll be around so, that 150 euro kind of benchmark, won't it? I reckon it'll be better quality as well. Fuck right off. Fuck right off. And it's got a looper in it. So does the um, flashback too? Does it? Flashback 1 did, mate. So flashback 2 is definitely going to have one. Does it really? Yes, it does. I didn't know that. I did not very not good. Know that. But it has. Uh, it's it works. got. I'll tell you what it has got. It's got uh, jacks out so you can um, add like um, uh, tap uh, tempo or expression out. It's, it's um, stereo, flashback stereo as well, though, isn't it? Yep. So, so it it does what the flashback does. But the flashback does it all in the pedal itself, whereas with the Boss one, you have to buy some additional things to go with it. No, you don't have to, but you can. Uh, I, th- I think that might be the option for the flashback as well. Let's have a look. However, however, yeah. um, I mean, those are both pretty um, pretty decent. Uh, I think if, you, if you're looking to save a penny, we've got the... Uh, the this one, no, oh, that's a that's a screaming blues. We don't want that. Um, the um, the Joyo Exosphere or something like that. Um, which yeah, I is, guess. Uh, no, yeah. you carry on. Uh, I've just realised the DD8 doesn't have presets on it, does it? Probably not. No, nope. probably so does, not. Doesn't come into it. Well, there you go. The there um, you go. the flashback two only has three presets. But he only mentions uh, tape, analog, and mod. So yeah, I, th- I think you've got. I think you've got the right the right call there. I think the flashback is the flashback two is the way to go because that mesh function is amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard to beat, isn't it? It really is. Um, mm. We'll go with one more. We'll go with one more. So two or three. Two or three. When you going to mention a, a budget one? Budget one. Yeah, I did. I said the Joyo Exosphere. Atmosphere, sorry. 
Uh, again, I'm not entirely sure as to whether you can save the presets on that. I think you can. Okay, I've I've chosen two. You go for it. You choose one, mate. Uh, go on. We'll go with do 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 do. Um, this one. I think this one's quite a quite a interesting in the <laughs> of sorts. Uh, so anyone else keep boxes for pedals? I do. Uh, I've got this a is ton of them. Ord Smith. Ord. Ord. Indeed. Ord. Um, we shouldn't that... really take piss out of people's names. Right? Ord. Should I'm, I'm not. I'm just... I'm, I'm enjoying the way that... <laughs> I can't say that sentence. I'm enjoying the way that Ord feels in my mouth. <laughs> Can he say that? Can he say that on the internet? Um, I think he might have. I think he just did. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I think... This this kind of speaks volumes as to what kind of person you are, doesn't it? Um, I ha- have kept uh, pedal boxes in the past. However, when I've been low on cardboard boxes to send pedals out that I've sold, I've just packaged <laughs> them up in any old. Um, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, you you like you get this this cardboard box and it says, oh yeah, like TC TC Electronics, uh, like phaser or whatever then you open it up and it's like a like 20 quid joyo pedal yeah okay okay that's what you did buy so there you go um i I want to share a story with you um that relates to this and just to get your opinion on it so i sold a pedal on um on reverb and i thought i had the box I put it up as mint because the pedal was in mint condition. There was nothing wrong with the with the pedal at all. It was absolutely most of my pedals stay in mint condition because no one gigs anymore. And I haven't gigged for for a few years, um, and um, I, I boxed it all up really, really nicely. Sent it off to him, but I didn't see the uh, the message for a couple of days that I'd sold the pedal because it'd been on there for a bit. Yes. And this person was like hello, you haven't responded. It's a bit weird that you haven't responded straight away. I was like, okay, I apologize. I, I hadn't seen the uh, thing. Well, I would think that people would respond within two days. In fact, I think it was one day. Um, I was like, okay, here we go. We've got one of these. Um, yeah, you put pe- 50p in this dickhead. Yeah, and it was like on a Friday. And I said, okay, I'll get it out to you on Monday. I, on the Monday, they were like, uh, I just sent the pedal out to them. And they said, has the pedal been sent yet? If it hasn't, don't worry about it. I was like, yeah, it's it's on its way to you. Here's the tracking number. Thanks very much. Bye. Um, got a message. Uh, got a re. Uh, got a review from them. Pedal said said it was mint, but it wasn't. It was late shipping. Took a week to get here, and didn't come with a didn't come with a box. So how can it be mint? And it really was. Who who you you're. Your brilliant phrase there, who put 50p in this dickhead? It was just like, oh my god, fuck off. <laughs> it's yeah, just... yeah. I mean, oh. to, to some people, it is, it is very important, isn't it? And you could probably read that that was going to be the uh, the experience. Um, but if you don't mention that there's not a box, like that there's a box or not not a box, then you can't really complain if you if it doesn't come in the 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 one from the factory yeah you know it is is the pedal in mint condition yeah it's fine it's perfectly fine there's nothing wrong with it this pedal is exactly 
as it came on the day uh, that I took it out of the box, went, here is the pedal, and this pedal is perfect, and I'm sending it back out to him, and it's in exactly the same condition. Oh, by is the way, your, I found this. Tudor? Yeah. yeah, I found this, man, because we've been moving the house around a lot. Totally not in the sort of place I would imagine to find it. It was in a bag in our utility. <laughs> so and, uh, what the fuck is it doing there? You, um, you put a post about this on uh, Pedal Boards of Doom, didn't you? Yes, and then you commented as me, you bastard. <laughs> well, well, I mean the the admin team, shall we say? Because we can't, we can't. Track it's only back you and me, exactly <laughs> who it was. Well, there's not. Yeah, there is only you and I who have access to uh, posting as Pedal Boards of Doom. <laughs> Shit. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, but you, you got you got a razzing, didn't you? You got a razzing. I lost this about three years ago. That's why I was like, oh, sweet. Because I've been um, thinking about like maybe getting another tuner or something, or maybe something yeah. small just to chuck on my board. And then this popped up. I was like, oh, my God, that is so handy. I mean, even still, it's a better love story than Twilight, that is. So <laughs> have you seen what this thing does? Right, watch this, Such. What's this? Okay, there's a little... Is What? I know. So you've got, like, wings. Yeah, little feet pop out. It's, okay. It's because... To, they, stop, they, those to stop it from knocking over, like, because yeah, it's a mini pedal. They acknowledge that mini pedals are a little bit... Yeah. Like unstable, because, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they do that, and guess what? Doesn't move anywhere. Fair play to them. Fair play to Korg. Well done. Right, Um, we, we've got what looks like two minutes, but we'll we'll probably do... At, at most another 10 so we've got some news we've got some news what do you want to go for lee gotta be quick it's, mate uh, it's so, your choice it's your uh, choice go on which one do you fancy i think we've yeah let's talk about the mini amp because i'm interested in mini amps because i i i'm gonna argue uh this so let me bring it up so here is a picture of defender mustang micro now this isn't new this has been out for a few a good few weeks months um but we haven't spoken about it um, and I haven't seen too many people speak about it, so it's, it's quite interesting. Yeah. What's w- tell us about it because I don't know too much about it. So um, apparently, it's got twelve amp models uh, on it, which is quite a lot for considering how how big it is. I mean, the, these kind of like mini uh, like plug-in amp things remind me of those old Vox uh, yep. things, which was basically one one amp model. And it weren't really a model. It was just a kind of... It was a distortion circuit with like a, a little one more amplifier built in. Yeah. Uh, enough to power your headphones. And it looked it like very, a little mini Vox head. It did. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, look, they looked awesome, but they were very, very limited. Whereas this is... Power that size. Yeah. So you've got, you've got 12 amp models. You've got 12 onboard effects, including like modulations, delays, and uh, additional overdrives. Can I ask you a Apparently, question? Go on, yeah. How do you change them? Is it done by Bluetooth to your phone or something? I'm not entirely sure, to be honest, but it has got Bluetooth in it, so I assume there's there's an app that goes along with it. Um, but yeah, so you've got um, you've got an onboard EQ as well, so not just a uh, not just like a tone control, but a, like a, a fully fledged EQ. Um, the Bluetooth Bluetooth audio connection um, also allows you to sync up your phone and jam through your phone as well, which is quite a quite a useful tool for such a like if you're going to be using this to practice. And that's one of the things that I'm missing on the the HX Stomp at the moment is the fact that I can't 
just like hook my phone up to it and, and play through it. I have to like hook the HX stomp up to my laptop or, or whatever and, and play the audio through that. So I mean that's a pretty cool feature. If you if you are literally just plugging it in on the go, yeah, sorted. Um it's got a lithium ion battery uh built into it and it charges via USB C. Um so like a cable that you'll have you will just have kicking about the house. Um I think all of all Android phones these days use USB C. I've I've got so many of them that you, you wouldn't even imagine. Um however that uh USB to USB C as well can be used to plug it into a computer to uh to update uh any firmware on it but also you can have it running in as an audio interface into your DAW so you can record I mean you're obviously not gonna be using this to record like your your best ideas but if you if you wanted to like just jot down an idea and you're like shit okay i've got i've got this i've just been practicing i need to quickly plug it in and get this idea down you can plug it in and do that uh that's that is useful that is one thing that a lot of people who are using the weatherers have have said that they they miss from from it is you know you sit there the weatherers are really inspirational you can sit there and get some really great tones mm-hmm. but you can't record that yeah, yeah. There's there's no way of of getting it to the computer unless you mm. plug the the no nope. jack into like um no. Nope. Can you not go like jack into something like the the Omec? Is it by uh, Orange? Because the jack is out of the guitar only, and then the other side of the um. The other side of the wireless is built into the headphones. But can you not go... Because it, it's just a wireless receiver, isn't it? Can you not go into into a pedal and then out out of the pedal into your guitar? Does it not work like that? Oh, right. So you could plug... You, yeah, you can plug straight into your pedal board and then go wirelessly from your pedal board to your headphones, yeah. Um, so you're talking about not actually recording the tones that are in the headphone, but recording just what you're playing? Okay, yeah, it would work like that, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, Yeomans you... have said, "What's up? You What's are a little up? bit late, but it's always good to see you." Yeah. Um. Uh, other than that, though, um, I've got to say, Wazirs all day long. They're, they're just so fantastic. They don't. This does look a little bit like a bit little cheap bit of plastic, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm yet to hear what it is. However, the price point, uh, ninety eight euros so we're probably talking about 60 70 quid yeah add a pair uh, of headphones onto that and uh, you're still well under the uh Wazirez, aren't you but that's it i mean you're not got you've not got any of the fancy kind of stereoscopic um uh whatever you call it like the panning yeah um which i don't use very much because uh i i love it but i don't use it very much now because there's so much drift on it you end up, no. yeah. I end up going like that to reset, like to swap patches, because when you swap patches and then come back, it recenters. But uh, okay, if you're playing, especially if you're like trying to learn a song or something, you're going like this, uh, and then suddenly your amps are over there, and you're like, ah, oh, damn. And that that, that that there's a lot of um, 
a lot of companies that are using the similar sort of tech are having problems with pan panning such as nintendo they've had a, a big issue with it on the nintendo switch okay um, so, so it might be a case where like firmware updates um i don't think it'll be bring firmware this... because it's hardware that's the problem isn't it I, I don't know i don't know whether it's the 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 coding behind the hardware that's that's causing the drift Mm, no, I, I, think, I, don't, I, I don't think so, but I don't know for sure. Uh, but all the same, even when you put it onto the the one down from that, which is still like a, uh, it still makes you feel like you're in a room. It's it does sound really but really you, good. You set where the the room is, don't you? On the on the app, you can pan it yourself manually. Exactly. Yeah. So you can set where your amps are and everything, but as you turn around. You, you know they stay in the place they don't like uh so they stay relative to you as opposed to staying in a position and you turn so yeah you can set up where the where the band is you can set up where your amps are and anything like that yeah. uh, and as you turn around it just stays in place and it still sounds absolutely fantastic it really does um the, the ability just to click on my phone play a track and then play along to it is is a godsend and i can sit there and feel like I'm Jimi Hendrix, and I'm just sitting in the living room whilst the kids watch TV. It's brilliant. Yeah. So, I mean, we are comparing then, uh, like four hundred ish quid. They've gone uh, down in basically. price, actually. They've gone down in price quite a lot. I think they're like three hundred something now. Okay, but that's still what is essentially more than three times the price of this thing. Um, and I don't think it's necessarily looking to replace that um, higher end practice tool. Yeah, it's kind of it's sitting at that place where you'd be you'd be talking about like a, a Black Star Fly Three, um, something like that. These are going for three hundred and ten pounds from Backs Back Shop. Well, there you go. Uh, again, so in comparison to. What at maximum is going to be a hundred pound little unit? Mm. You're talking. Um, I don't think we're we're comparing apples with apples there, really, are we? No, I think if you if you chuck in um, if you chuck in a set of headphones, which you've probably got already, but let's say you haven't, you chuck in a decent set of headphones and a wireless um, thing. And does this have effects built into it? Yeah, it's got twelve in inbuilt effects. 12 built it's got 12, 12 amps and 12 inbuilt effects. So it's got more amps because you've literally got a katana in, in the Wazarez. Um So you've got yeah. more amps, whereas you've got about five amps on the five or six amps because I think one's like a, a line-in and one's uh, like a, an acoustic. Acoustic. Um, but you've got a, sh- a shed load of effects. There, there is yeah. so, so many effects and you've got so much control over them. It is... You know, you don't just have all the boss effects. You've got like rats on there and stuff like that, and you know everything is it's so so good. Um, so yeah, that that for me is where they where they kill it. Um, I I think you would be looking uh, a similar sort of price point if you put like the wireless on there and um, and you had the especially if it was wireless headphones as well because that's one of the key points about it. There's no wires going to your guitar. Um, but why does that matter? Because if if the unit itself sits on your guitar, 
What does it matter that you've got a cable going from your guitar to your ears? That's that's not in your way. Yeah, that the is, cable that that's goes a from fair your... point. That is a fair point, man. Um. So yeah, I, again, I think trying to compare that with the the Waza headphones is it's unfair. It's it's like trying to compare. Um, I don't know, like a, a gear for music, uh, entry level tube amp with a Mesa, just because they both use tubes and they've both got speakers it's not it's not apples for apples like i say price point wise you're talking something like uh like a black star fly three um like a, a little battery amp or like the <laughs> the marshall mg uh <laughs> mg5 or what is it uh, mg2 is it god knows what they're called now but um, um uh, it's the mgs yeah little little tiny practice amps i think yeah i think it's a great idea um and for people who you know if you've got a, got your own set of headphones that you like to use like your own set of monitor headphones um yeah you know it's it's a great little bit of kit and it's really handy for sitting at gigs and just because the one thing you wouldn't want to do right is be taking a set of wazarez to a gig because you wouldn't want to break them they're like oh, i've bought a specialized case for mine uh to, to protect them and stuff like that yeah um this yeah, you'd happily take that to a gig uh, to a gig where you're warming up backstage and you just want to, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Like put put it in your gig bag, like in the little top pocket. You've, mm. It's tiny enough to do so. Yeah, have that. Have have that for warming up uh, before your gig sorted. Or if you like, if you're on a commute and you need to, like you you're gonna be going somewhere. You got a little bit of spare time. You take your guitar with you. You got that in your head, uh, like that in your backpack grab a spare couple of minutes do a little jam yeah uh nice and simple um and it's got the added bonus of not pissing people off as well if you if you're carrying around one of those little battery amps um you you play that like even the uh the waza um the waza air beam is it or, or whatever like the little um head like battery powered um battery powered amp that they do you'd get the same same oh, problem the that, katana air yeah katana air that's it sorry um you'd have the same problem if you like if you wanted to have a little little practice and and you were um like kicking about some i don't know like you were waiting for like a university lecture or something and you needed to just have a little bit of a, a jam to kill some time You'd be pissing people off if you plugged into a battery amp. Put it through your headphones, sound. No one's going to care. Yeah, you know, you, you can take your, your headphones that you're listening to music to on the train and then use yeah. the same headphones when you get to a gig to practice your guitar. You, you, you then keep your headphones on when you're gigging and look like Paul Gilbert. You know, you could do whatever you wanted. Um, you don't have to take your headphones off. Maybe when you go to sleep, because it'd be uncomfortable. But yeah, it's uh... <laughs> I'm yeah. just being silly. <laughs> uh, I think that's probably a good place to end it because I know that you were uh, you're in a bit of a rush tonight, yeah. and we're already over by seven minutes. So let's give a shout out to our Patreon backers because you are awesome. I mean. I've got four lights on this week. Uh, I am absolutely loading it up with all of that Patreon money that I'm rolling in by by literally just wasting an extra to here. Uh, and you are the guys who keep these lights on. So thank you for keeping me in the lavish lifestyle that I am so, so accustomed to now. 
uh you guys are amazing so we've got mr andrew bimson mr adam yeomans of chef tone effects we've got doug christ of 37 effects and the masters of the cinematic universe podcast we've got huge erection you make your own jokes not up to us um you've got mr ben fletcher of fletcher pickups and you have got mr brian gare of the tone jokes podcast and coming up on the masters of the cinematic universe as well uh, along with um so we got brian and we got kyle the tone jokes podcast will be appearing on that um if you want to catch me online mr budget pedal chap it is youtube.com slash budget pedal chap instagram.com slash budget pedal chap and the other one facebook.com slash budget pedal chap youtube is the home to the no talk or toad series and i uh checked some of the uh checked some of the videos this week and i've got a video that's almost reached 10k views which is amazing um the mojo mojo one someone um someone commented on the mojo mojo one the other day uh, and it um it kind of gave you me the... tried, didn't you, man? It was just tears of joy and and happiness. It was it was beautiful. It was it was something truly beautiful. Tell the ladies and gentlemen what they said. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll see if I can uh, see if I can get get it get it straight up because it, it was it was a lovely. I'm sorry, we've mentioned lovely. huge erection already. Can you can you stop now? Here we go. Dum, 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 dum. Here we go. So it was oh. a man called. Eugene says, thank you for all these videos you've been doing. They are really informative and far better than a lot of the more high-profile uh, channels reviewing stuff. Keep up the good work. You deserve 10 times the number of subscribers that you got. Absolute just love to my man, Eugene. That was a massive boost of confidence. It was um, nice. I, all joking aside, it was. it is nice to get things like that. It really is. It is, yeah. It makes it worthwhile, and it just it makes you realise that actually what you are doing is worth a damn. Uh, speaking about stuff that's worth a damn, Lee, pedal builds a doom. I'm what like, have we got I'm, going on over there? I'm like a beaver. I like a dam. <laughs> there we go. Shit joke of the week. Um, yeah. So you got me. I am uh, Lee Alexander of Pedalboards of Doom and Tonepedia. Um, we have um, we have Facebook. We've got a Facebook page, Facebook group. We've got our, our online uh, web shop, so you can go on there and buy pedals. We specialize in uh, boutique pedals from around the world and some not so boutique stuff, but mostly boutique stuff stuff you can't get most other places to um when we've got uh instagram we are on instagram go and like us on there because we for some reason we want followers i don't know you know whatever um and then um obviously we've got tonepedia who helps support this podcast as well we've got them um in uh, a facebook page go and like that and you'll see all the new releases where you can go and test pedals all the time and i work really really hard at that so go and support it um what else have i missed anything oh youtube so we've got youtube that features moi and mins monsieur um madame uh budget pedal chap he has his own um uh playlist on there as well where he does the no talk all tone uh, and no what is it you do 
Stomp V, stomp, mate. Stomp V, stomp. 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 It's basically the same thing. Um, <laughs> but it's really cool because go what with he what does, you know. Go with what you know. Yeah. So what, what he does is you get the analog pedal and a digital version of it, and he ABs them. And sometimes they sound really good. Sometimes it's just one's better. Most of the time, though, the analog one's better if it's a drive. Uh, I don't know, the, the tube screaming one was really, really close. It was, wasn't it? Was. That's because tube screaming is crap. Um, so we've... Um... <laughs> yeah, so that, that's me, and that's what I, I do, ladies and gentlemen. Indeed. So that seems like a good place to wrap this podcast right up. From myself, Mr. Budget Pedal Chip. From Lee, say bye, Lee. Bye-bye, guys. It will be a chatty bye and good night for this week. There are a bit. Oh, I've got to do it the other side. Move my camera. There we go. Bye. Now the end is near. And so I reach the final curtain. How'd you make a bandstand? Take away the chairs. <laughs> That's good. Yep. Okay. <laughs>